I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Welcome to another edition of the Lost of Words podcast. I'm joined as ever by Jason Janels. Jason, hello. Good uh, evening, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. I nearly call you Jason Janels, which would have been an interesting name. Um, but no, I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm Whatever you call me, I'm still fine, mate. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's all we want. Um, I've got notes for you, but I'm not allowed to say them on here. No. Well, we have got the explicit rating, but they're more inappropriate than than actually swearing. So um, we'll we'll move on swiftly from the names that you call me. But um, last week was interesting. I thought I thought the the playoff was was great in uh, Valspar. I thought it was it was nice to see Davis Riley get there and and rally back on the back nine, and Burns did what he did. So that was that was good. Um, And then I was really impressed with how Norris fought back. I don't know how much of it you you watched. I mean, I I watched a lot of the of the final round and, and nothing else at the Stein City. But I was, oh, God, to be honest, after the front line, I just thought that was you know it got to him and and that was it. And Burmy was was coming with everything he had, and and all of a sudden it, it flipped on the back nine. It's what Burmy does anyway, isn't it? I didn't see an awful lot of it to be honest with you. Norris, I think you know we put up over the last few months at some point. Oh, I don't know. Brad's been keen on it last time. That didn't think he was on last week. Um, yeah, he's a quality player, isn't he? Burmy does what Burmy does. That's that's you know, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest of tournaments in the world, was it? Let's face it. Um, I don't like. I never liked twenty under anyway, winning, and uh, it looked that sort of course. And and there we are. I wasn't to be honest, I wasn't really that bothered about it. I think I think they were unfortunate because there was a bit of web, like rain, wasn't there? And they were saying that if it had been baked out, they'd run off a bit. And I think. I think it looks visually it looks a nice course and the players were certainly complimentary of it. So I think I think in the right conditions it could be a decent track. Yeah. Because yeah. like the Valspar, that, that didn't play like it normally does, did it? So right. mm. it... Well the Val the Val got sorry mate, Tom. Mm. You go, mate, you go. I, I got a, see I've got a problem with the Valspar because I'm actually at the moment writing the five players to follow over the next couple of months. Now yeah. it's gonna be hard to get outsiders in because you've got three majors. Um and you know the masters with which there are a set of rules, and that's fine. And and I've been reading a lot of stuff, and and I know that plenty of people are on Sam Burns for uh, the U.S. Open, I think, and, and mm-hmm. PGA maybe, and that's brilliant. And they're at big prices, sixty-six. But the issue I've got is that he's won, as you say, he's won in seventeen under the last twice. Yeah, I mean, brilliant performance. I cannot knock Sam Burns, yeah, but that's the highest total of his three wins, and I'm just not sure what he'll do when it becomes baked and uh, when it when it's um you know the winning score is minus five minus eight i'm just not sure what he's going to do and that seems bad because it's like you're you know you're having a go but it, it, I've, I've looked at the valspar i mean you know it's not really a reveal but um it's huge for majors this tournament uh when you look down the winners and, and the top top two top three um and for example i much prefer casey than the valspar just because he's done it yeah in, quicker, faster, um, tougher conditions. Um, and I think when you look back at the likes of Schwarzall and Spieth and um, people like that, Gary, well, maybe, yeah, Gary Woodland, they're, they're all players that are proven in tough conditions. Um, and that sounds silly because Burns is absolutely flying. It's just really interesting the way it's going. It's, it's, and I've got another player in that in that lot that might have been slightly forgotten about. You know, we've had everybody coming through now. Hovland's obviously making his way to the top of the world at some point. Burns is on his way there, if not, you know, certainly in the top ten now, isn't he? He's definitely hmm. making his way to the top five. Um, and Davis Riley, who's um, Zalatoris's mate, isn't he? I think he is. Yeah, uh, he's always been very complimentary of him. And and um, yeah, and I just it's just very very interesting. They're all coming through a year after, two years after they were expected to. But I'm just, you know, everyone's over the top on Burns. I think he'll need another year. He hasn't done much in majors this year. Oh, steep, sorry, in his career. steep learning curve, isn't it, majors? Because we always see these guys that come out and they and they play, they're so solid throughout the years and like people wanted to be on co-crack for majors. And when list got over the line, people were thinking about talking about him for majors. And it just doesn't tend to work out like that. Like Victor Hovland wasn't, amazing in majors you know straight away and, and he's got a learning curve to do yeah, next year absolutely. so Patrick Cantlay hasn't always been automatic in majors right he, he's got his own sort of levels so 
I think what you need for a major championship, forget about even the different courses. I think, you know, like you say, if, if you get a, where was it, Roy McIlroy, is it Congressional, whatever, where he, he shot whatever it was under par at US Open, the, the leading score, then you'll be all right, like you say. But if it does get tough and it does get going, then you just don't know, do you? And I think everyone just wants to be early on someone, don't they? Like As soon as someone goes and puts a good performance in, they want to go and get that 66-1 to 1 for a major, and he'll, mm. he'll be, he could be the same price. When it comes around, because he won't be now, but yeah. <laughs> well, no, but he could be. Is that there's there's a decent amount of time left before that PJ Championship. You know, his yeah. price his price fluctuates quite often. I mean, he's still fifty to one for the PJ now, mm. and that's after and that's after the win. I think you know, give it a couple of miscuts like the start of the season. He missed three or four cuts, and he was fifty to one all of a sudden for the players or whatever it was. Fifty, you put him up for players, didn't you? You yeah. know. He, he he went out to a decent price. I think he's a type that that people will forget about quite quickly because you've got the Hovlands, the Morikawas, the Shefflers, the there's just so many. There's there's so many out there. The Cameron Smiths of this world. Everyone desperate to bet him at eighteen to one for the Masters. Yeah. Like it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. you, you know, I think I think there's a solid core of players that maybe haven't won one. You mentioned one in Paul Casey. What was he? Top ten in every major last year, top yeah. seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know, you know, maybe it doesn't happen for him. You know, better players have gone without majors than him. But I would be, I'd feel a lot more comfortable holding a eighty to one Paul Casey than a sixty six one Sam Burns because I think there's a volatility to Burns, whereas Casey's is what he is. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I mean, to see to see their position like in relation to somebody like Justin Thomas, like Xander, for yeah. example, Brooks, who aren't doing it. You know, no. Burns is doing it. He's a trendy name at the moment. Um, it's 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 quite fascinating to see, and it will be a big. Um, it could be a big shock, but yeah, you know, what do we know? Anyway, yeah, he did it well. Uh, you can't possibly knock him. His his uh, charge up to the top ten has been as impressive as any of the, the really to be as any as the Morikawa was Hovlands. You know, they've done it in different types of events. Um, is is the sky oh, his his his, his performances on the PGA tour so there's i think what, what the wins that Morikawa's had are a different level to the others that you mentioned and yeah. then Burns is probably better than Hovland's I'd say it is. the it wins is, he's got right so. Yeah. so although the consistent the, the the floor is so high for Hovland that he doesn't seem to have bad like even when he has a bad week he finishes 30th or whatever and Burns can legitimately miss the cut by 5 it, there's more volatility of Burns, but I think his his wins are certainly more impressive, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I take nothing away from either of them. There's no point, but um, I think you're right. I think I think there's a not even proceed with caution type of thing about those. And, and like you say about someone like Xander and Brooks, I mean, I actually think Xander might have a decent week this week, but he needs something. He definitely needs something before he gets into those majors. Yeah, it's it's he's, he's starting to become a worry, but you know he's uh, he'll still be top five in the Masters. So he's of course, right. he'll, just, he'll just he'll just do that, won't he? And then you you, you know you'll think I just can't. I never look at Xander Schauffele and go, oh, he's value ever. Just no, never, it just never happens, and and it won't surprise me if he's backdoors a top seven. But that's all he does. He, he just he seems to have. It's not even like on a Sunday. He just seems to play his way out of it on a Friday, and then have to rally back at the weekend. It's just a weird weird thing he's got all this kind of like his dad's very involved in it and they work on yeah. the mental side of things a lot and they're obviously not working on the right things because he's just not working for him so well consistency wise he's brilliant isn't he but top 10 in the world but it, it never strikes me as a top 10 player in the world at the moment well he went on about you know just for the olympics he went on about uh, you know as you say his new mental side and, and certain reading and certain thoughts that he takes with him um I'm still, you know, like I say, I still guarantee he wins the Masters at some point. <laughs> but it, 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 it's interesting, like you say, you know, Burns is winning. Hmm. You know, um, Hovland is winning, you know. Um, and then you get that group that does include the likes of Matt Fitzpatrick. JT's not doing it. Um, you know, he's had every chance, you know, at least twice in the last few weeks. Um, you, know, it's, it, you know, Spieth only turns up at certain places. So maybe is, is, maybe is there anyone? Uh, 
if you think about the top of that market at the Masters, is there anyone that's actually playing? Like, I haven't got a clear person, even now, two weeks out, I haven't got a clear person in my head that I think he's he's a cut above everyone else for the Masters. It's not about that, is it, though? With that, that's the point. No, because there's a lot you, of trends there, isn't there? But, um, I mean, you know, J- JT's playing terrific golf. He is. Is he a 12 to He's not a 12 to one shot, not, is he? Not, I for think, in, not for anything. I, in my view, Dustin's messing about until yep. until then. I think he's just playing about, and I, I think he'll have a terrific three months. He's got, you know, he's got a, a set of tournaments coming up that are just down to the ground. Um, but yeah, it's difficult. And then you've got quiet people like, and you wouldn't see somebody like Scotty Scheffler being able to to win the Masters. Well, he he was the but name I was just about to say. Well, you can't see it. I couldn't possibly see him win the Masters. I really, I would not trust him on the greens at all. But he has now, as you rightly pointed out before, got Ted Scott in the bag, and there's mm. nobody that knows, nobody knows those greens better than, you know, um, you know Steve Williams or uh, or uh, um, Ted Scott. Yeah. Um, and, and then you go, but then you know, I mean, just it's just a quick, have a look at the, um, have a look at the uh, what's it called and the market. Yeah. You know, you start going down to people where the only thing you can say is they haven't done a lot at that event. You know, you go back to Leishman. I can't see Leishman winning it. But if he was to be around 60 to 1, maybe 55 when the top 11s come out, you know he's going to do it. While all the rest just mess about, Fitz is playing very well. He is. You know, it's, it's, uh, and then you start getting to the point of like, I can't actually see any of them doing anything. Okay. So I've got it as a 20 runner market. You know, um, the problem is picking out, well, to be honest, if it's a 20 runner market and you get 11 places, you should not really. If you're going to lose, you won't be losing a lot. Because I can only see twenty of them contending. To be honest with you, Max. I'll, I'll be honest. It, Scotty Scheffler is the one that stands out for me. Like because before when he was because he was the type, wasn't he? He's already got four top tens in majors, and every, always a knock on him before a major when he was fifty to one is that he's never won before. He's now very quickly gone and got those two wins in decent company. You know, beating Patrick Cantlay and then beating Hatton, Horshaw, and Hovland at API. And he's got two top 20s in his first two start of the Masters. And he's broken 70 there, which is obviously a key thing most years. So, um, and the other one I thought was a ridiculous price when I put up that thing about Cameron Smith the other day was Hideki. And I know there's an injury concern there. Um, I know he's, you know, defending champion, but yeah, he's like nearly 50 to 1. And I just thought that was kind of ridiculous. But what's the look at Yeah. 28. No, for the, on Betfair, sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, is, yeah. That, no, just, yeah, uh, just win only. Sorry. Um, okay. Off a tangent there. Forty-six to one. Yeah, I, I, I actually think Salatoris is a huge runner this year. Yeah. Huge. Because it's not going to be about. It's not going to be, is it? Well, hopefully, it's not going to be about you know making tremendous amounts of birdies. Um, he can plot his way around. He'll be close enough on the on the sort of longer longer par fours and the long par fives. I think now. I think it is. Um, but I think, you know, that's where nobody's going to have, or not that many are going to have a particular advantage to him. And I, I think he's, he's strike. It's only the greens, isn't it, as we know with him. Of course it is. He's getting worse and worse, to be fair. Um, Just hope he gets them from 15 feet instead of 3 feet. Well, well, there we are. But anyway, that's that's probably another podcast. So, but it you is. Can see why Sam, you can see why Sam Burns is popular. Of course but I, I would definitely have him at the US Open or the... Or the PGA more than more than the Masters actually. Even St Andrews probably. But I don't I don't mind him St Andrews to be yeah, honest. You're right. yeah, um, anyway, as we say, different maybe different maybe we'll have a little look ahead podcast at some point um, yeah. recently. But or oh, in the near future is what I'm trying to say. Qatar Masters, let's go into that. So yeah. last two years has been Education City. It's now back in Doha, which was the host Good. for what was it, ninety nine to two thousand nineteen, was it? Good. It's pretty decent uh, length of time. So, um, what would you say is the key difference between those two golf courses? Uh, this is links, 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 links. And Education City wasn't. Yeah. Look down the list of winners. It's unbelievable. I mean, uh, we ain't got time to go through it all, but I'll do what I can. Uh, yeah. Brandon Grace has won twice. He's links. Joe Berg, China, Dubai. Sergio has won it. He's runner up in the Open. He's got obviously Dubai and hundreds of other places. Chris Wood. You know, obviously played well in the Open as an amateur. One here, KLM, Sicily, which is a big pointer. Paul Laurie, well, links. Thomas Bjorn, links. Adam Scott, links. Eddie Pepperell, links. Justin Harding, um, links. Open, Dubai. Um, it's just 
just it, it's everything. It doesn't really matter. I don't think what they've done. Um, to be honest, on, on the other courses, it makes no difference. Hmm. Um, you've got South Africans do very, very well here as well. Uh, Fish Ardells, Goosen, Grace and Harding have won. Uh, Runners-up included. Uh, Fishard again. Bez, um, Eric Van Ruyen, Jacko Van Zyl, George and yeah. Louis. Um, you know, it's um, you have to basically just find anyone that might be hitting the ball okay. If they've got length, I think it, it, it would help. Beneficial. Um uh, but there's been a there's a obviously rumor I think um, uh, Matt put up earlier that uh, there's going to be about 30 mile an hour winds over the weekend. Yeah, and that just again points you to links form. So ignore everything that's been going on. Doesn't matter. Find someone with Portugal and links form, and there we are. It's absolutely fine. To to further your uh, South African thing, since and I've only got back to 2013, so it's the last seven renewals. Uh, here, five of them, the South Africans, have either been first or second. Uh, three times they've been a winner, twice them being Brandon Grace. So 2014 and 2018, the only two years there wasn't someone first or second that was South African, and there was two finished fifth and one tied ninth in 2014, and Coach Zia finished tied eighth in 2018. So there is a very strong South African bias here. Um, you mentioned obviously links and you know distance being favourable. It definitely is, like you just look at the names, but also I think there's room for those kind of more technical, grindy, mm. you know, types. If if the wind gets up, like you said, I mean, Christian Bezuin or Jorge Campillo are two perfect examples of second place finishes in 2019, um, you know, that, that have done that, haven't they? Mark Warren, someone like that as well. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's, it's, it's good examination. I think it's a, you know, a standout event in recent weeks on the, on the DP World Tour. We've had a bit of a tough run, but uh, here we are. Dean Burmeister is 16 to 1. Adrian Arnaus, 18 to 1. George Coetzee, 20 to 1. Jordan Smith, 22 to 1. And Ju Young Kim, 28 to 1. Any attempt in there at the top of the market? I did, I did think to myself that Coetzee was like, yeah. I mean, I would back him, was, was, you know, literally a bet to nothing. Um, certainly, I mean, they're a lot shorter, but certainly if you can get the, the bigger price, I know a couple of firms are doing each way top 10 now he yep. was disappointing last week um, in a very very prominent position but you know it's, it's I, I can't back him at the price that he is but yeah I, I equally what else do you want to do it you know he's, he's playing absolutely brilliant golf um, I'm not sure again I'm not sure I think we said this last week how much he's that bothered anymore if he gets into a position he'd probably do it um, but how much he, he cares I mean when he won Portugal last year he was he was gagging up to be honest yeah and he was having a great amount of fun and it was just you know i'm loving this and i'll just do what i've got to do and it doesn't seem to be that there's no fire in him if you like he's not the type uh, of he's on the cut line that he's gonna you yeah, think he's gonna yeah. battle back but he's, he's his form around here is obviously absolutely super. ludicrous isn't it his form everywhere is you know anywhere that's relative to this is is great it's just i i wasn't enamored by his He's sort of collapsed from halfway last week, and maybe that's a bit hard to be honest with you. But at that price, you have to have genuine thoughts that he's going to win it, and there's enough there to say no. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think he's probably the most obvious pick. I, I think I think I could see him win it. I, I certainly could, but I just one, I don't want to go to this kind of price range in this event anyway because of what we've had over the last few weeks, and you know the the, the stop-start nature of the DP World Tour anyway, but. No, I think I think if I had to go and back someone, if you had a gun to my head, who's the most obvious winner? I'd say George Cozier is. Um, it is what it is. My, I start my start my selections at double the price, so that sort of tells you where my thinking is. I think Oliver Becker's obviously got to be considered again, um, but I, I'm going to leave him alone just because I'm still haunted by that loss to Daniel Van Tonder. But um, was there any inter- interest in anyone else at sort of 33? And- we put Becker up. I can't believe Becker's that price. But, I mean, he's got to be, I suppose, given his form. But I'm struggling to see to see him this week, to be honest. Um, no, I mean, Lane Guest played well last week, and obviously he can play in the wind. Justin Harding is is obvious, really. Again, he's got tremendous um, uh, correlative form. Plus, obviously, he's won here as well. Moronk's got the length, but again, I'm. Uh, He's disappointed, I think, in the times that he looks like he should have done it. And I like Langask. I must admit, I do like Langask. But I just, 
I'll let him win at 28-25 to 1. I don't... I, I'm not desperate to back him. I think he's been okay and he's every time he takes a step forward he seems to take a couple back and not that bothered. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I started my card at uh, Mathieu Pavon again. I think for about the fucking 27th. It's <laughs> obvious to swear. He's uh, got the explicit week, rating. You're all good. 27th week in a row or something. Um hasn't missed the cut since uh, Spanish Open way back in October. Um, last week was disappointing at Stone City after a couple of 68 openers. Um, I think the third round caught a few people out. I, I say I didn't see much of it, um, but that did catch a few people out. But he'd done the same again at the My Golf Life Open yeah. um, when he had three rounds in the 60s and then, and then went 73. Um, the thing about Pavon is not only do I think he is going to win at some point, um, and I'm going to keep going with him until... Uh, until he proves that he's now completely gone at the game. It's just, you can go back before he was even, you know, at this level. You know, back in 2017, he's third at the Scottish Open. Yeah. Surrounding him is Rafa Cabrera, Bayo, Callum Schenkwin, Ryan Fox, uh, Anthony Wall and Pod. That's links all the way through. Um, even Cooch to an extent. Sorry? Even Cooch to an extent, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Cooch, yeah, Cooch plays well. Uh, Mauritius, which I quite like as well. That sort of links in here. Um, he was tied second in 2018. You've got Harding, Rosner. Well, you know, obviously Rosner's won one. I know a different course, but he's won here. Justin Harding's obviously got the form here. Um, there were five South Africans in the top 20 then. Mauritius, uh, when he was tied fifth, uh, there were six South Africans there, including Harding and Fishart. So that links in perfectly well with Doha. Um, again, nobody remembers he was top 25 in the US Open. Um, nobody ever remembers that. Uh, he's got Nordea Masters, Portugal. Um, he could have, should have, possibly would have won uh, last season. Hit an eight on the par five coming home on the Sunday. But I'll never forget this tee shot. Uh, so he hit an eight. He was absolutely gutted, looked distraught, came out on the next par three, smashed it to three feet. Yeah, uh, he'd done really the same good. over the weekend as well, I think. He double bogeyed uh, par five and then came straight back and birdied the par three next. Um there's something that I, there's something about him that I really like. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to be wrong. I know I am, um, but I'm going to stick with him while he's. I don't think he was 48th best player on the park last week. Let's put it like no. that. No, um, I thought he's better than that, isn't he? And yeah, yeah. So you... uh, I'm going to stick with him because he's he's got enough there, and it's there over a longer period than people think. Yeah, and that was the sort of thing I was sort of saying at the start of the season as well when we were on him that that the form. It isn't a flash in the pan. It's it's sustainable, and it was. I think it was more to do with how many starts he could get, and when he was getting into fields and that sort of stuff before. Whether he was, you know, could hold it together because you mentioned that that Mauritius when he was um, he's been uh, second and fifth in that tournament, and in that as well, Justin Harding fourth that year, Oliver Becker seventh. You know, we're talking about people that are going to go well. Bez was fifteenth in that, and then when he was fifth, it, it was. Again, behind sort of like Fratelli, who's played well in open championship, and Gasky mentioned in the wind, who stays in seventh. Becker was ninth in that as well, so maybe Becker is, does stick out more than maybe we give it credit for. Yeah, but yeah, um, Dubai Desert Classic, 11th in 2020. Herbert, Bazwinhout, Lewis, Arnaus, Burmester, Wu, all the people that are above him in this market, McIntyre. Yeah, Lowry, Fleetwood. You know, he he likes it, doesn't he? He, like, he likes that challenge. So, yeah, I, I can't. There's never going to be a negative. The only thing I'd ever say is that eventually you run in danger of backing people off a cliff, don't you? And I'm I'm guilty of it as as anyone. Um, eventually you'll get to a price where you won't do it, and yeah. he'll probably win. But it, it is what it is. You know, forty to all the time he's forty to one and bigger, and he's playing in these level of fields. I think it's worth a look. Um, Ashen Wu. Now I can never get him right. He he always appeals to me. Um, and just whenever I think it lines up perfectly for him, he he, he cocks it up. But he's fourth, thirty second, sixth in the strokes gained tee to green in his last three. Fourth, twenty second, third in strokes gained approaches in the last three. First, twenty third, and twenty fifth his results in the last three. And I was really impressed with how he's kind of carried on that form. You know, stayed with it since winning that event. And he's been sixth and ninth in Dubai, twelfth in Abu Dhabi, thirteenth in Saudi. Um, so you know, he's he's been there and done it in the Middle East. Maybe he hasn't got that kind of links pedigree that that we like, um, but mentioned him. He was there on that Mauritius leaderboard a couple of times. So I think 
I think there's there's enough there. Like I think there's plenty to like. He's hitting the ball well, like you said. It, you know, if, if you're not going to get someone that's full of links for him, you want the guy that's that's playing well. And again, probably been a bit more sustainable than people think. You know, 12th, 30th, missed cut, 42nd, 1st, 23rd, 25th this season. Like, two finishes outside the top 30, one of them has missed cut. Yeah. I like it. I, I really like Asher. I think he's a really good player. Probably still underrated, even though he's got, what is it, three wins now uh, on the DP World Tour. Maybe four wins, actually. Uh, yeah, it's four. So, one of them is co-sanctioned. I just think that's a, a really impressive profile for someone that, in this field, you don't get many of those in it. Can't argue. Good. We like that. We, we like the no arguing. Um, although that does make for good podcasts sometimes. But, folks, spring is right around the corner, and you know what that means? The Masters is coming. It also means that it's time for a tidy up in your pants, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. Trust me, your confidence will be blooming like the azaleas at Augusta, and like that beautiful course in Georgia, you're going to want to feel and look your best in time to sit down and watch the biggest event of the golfing calendar. It's time to clear out that winter bush and join 4 million men who trust Manscaped. Use code LFW20 to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with their amazing Performance Package 4.0. Inside this ball care bundle, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a pube assassin that is waterproof and equipped with an LED light, so you bet. It's a major key to the new shower routine as you sit down to watch the major championship. Um, yeah, I, I think there's there's a plethora of names here. I think, you know, Nine Aver I put straight on the shit list last week and then he yeah. played really, really well. Um, so he'll probably carry but it he'll, on. Cause... Yeah, again, you know, he'll he'll like smashing it, but I just yeah. can't trust him after after he's found it, to be honest no, with you. No, he's, he's not doing enough for me. Even even when he come back and played really well last week, I'm... I'm still happy to, to go ahead and, and leave him out. I think there's still that one round every week that, that kind of catches him out. Whenever, and it always seems to be when everyone else is scoring. It doesn't seem to be when everyone else finds it hard. Um, it seems to be when everyone else is taking advantage. But you went with a little old faithful again in Jorge Campillo, or at least he's on your list. He is on my list. Um, I know last week we, we were all over him. Uh, last week. Last year we were all last over year. him. At, yeah. yeah, last year. Yeah. Last year we were all over him at 100 to 1, which was an absolutely ludicrous price. Um but yeah, look, he comes to he comes to um, a course where he yeah, he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, last three times he's played it: twentieth, thirteenth, second in two thousand nineteen. Obviously, he then came out and uh, defied current form, which was dire, uh, to go and beat uh, David Drysdale in a playoff at Education City, where yeah. really he should have won um, a bit easier than he did. But it's all great campy, and that's what he's going to do. <laughs> um, Spain do well again. Um, in this event, to be honest with you, um, Rafa's won in 2016. Sergio's won and been second. Alvira Kiros, who links um, the Rocco Forte Open in Sicily massively, yeah. has won and had two seconds here. Um, to be honest, I mean, what do you want? Um, he, I, I think Campio talks himself. It's, it's a matter of what price you think he is. And I can quite understand if people say they think he's a three-figure price. Um, but lately, he's not done too bad. You know, 13th at Kenya, top 30s at, um, twice in South Africa. Um, I think Kenya, he was fourth going into the final round as well, so he did have a chance to win. But it's him. I mean, that's what he's going to do. Um, but if he's going to raise his game, then this is certainly going to be the place he's going to do it. You know, he's he's okay everywhere. I mean, everywhere that, that you know, he, he's a, when he's putting well, he does putt very, very well. When he putts, you know, dire, he, he really does putt badly. Um, but he likes it here. He likes the greens. I think they're new anyway, but uh, they're still the same grass, aren't they, Um You know, I, I think he, he just. Whenever you say it's uh, Qatar, you look at Campio, and then when you say it's gone back to Doha, you know, I, think he's, an, I think he's an auto bet personally. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's. Uh, so it takes me back to that one-two finish you had at Mallorca, where you had yeah. Winter and Campio. I think. He might have been sixty-six to one or eighty to one there. Um, yeah, Winter was good. certainly eighties. Yeah. But looking at that leaderboard, 
and this is all going to make sense to people later on as we go through our picks. Winter first, Campillo and Soderberg second, um, Alvaro Cross eleventh, Ollie Wilson eleventh, Matty Schmidt eleventh, Jack Kroisovic sixteenth, Ashen Wu sixteenth. Maybe there's just a little bit Matthew Pavon twentieth. Maybe there was just a little bit that we learnt from Mallorca. I don't know why we would have done, but um, just looking at that leaderboard while we were talking yeah. about Jorge Campillo is uh, a lot of crossover. So it's an island. It's on the European tour. It's probably all it well, is. But... You know, if you can make it, as you say, if you can make a link, hmm. um, you know what can you do? I mean, I you know I I love the the um, Sicily link. I think that's that's probably the closest to this that I can think of. Apart yeah. from like the Alpha Dunhill links and, and obviously our lot, um, anywhere around the world, I think, I think the Rocco Forte is Sicily Open, whatever it's called now, or then. Um, it, it works, it just works for me. So. Yep, yeah, I like that. that. The, the next one for me was Matty Schmid, who I know you've been musing about pretty much in every podcast that he's played in, um, certainly since he was low amateur at the Open. Um, sort of just saying that he'll be there and he always seems a little bit of a short price and I still think there's a bit of value in him this week. At, what was he sixty-six to one? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, there's a risk, isn't there, that you you just buying into the fact he he finally finished third um, after sort of threatening. But where was he in Kenya before he, he shot a seventy-seven in the final round? Didn't he? I'm trying to think of. He must have been right up there um, going into Sunday because um, he shot he shot a sixty-four. I think he was a lot closer than than where he finished. And I just think that. To me, there's there's a there's an obvious upside to Schmid. I don't think I need to sell that. You you certainly don't need to sell that. We've both been on him um, in the past. He's obviously got that low amateur finish at the Open in recent times to give that kind of linked pedigree. Um, I don't I don't think there's really much to it. I mean, he was fourth place after shooting a 64 um, in Kenya on the Saturday, and then just had a really bad final round. Bit of a learning curve for him. Um, there was other people like that. Um, Ferguson was there as well, wasn't he? But, yeah. you know, I just think that his time will come. I don't really like dealing certainties, as, as you know, I say it quite a lot, but I think that the price is definitely still there on someone that this course could potentially suit him really well. Yeah, I agree. I, the only thing I'd say, I mean, he did play well at, um, at the Alpha Dan Lynx, as you say. The only thing I'd say is that when he was going through that golden spell when he first turned pro, yeah, is that, I mean, it makes no difference, but he, he was coming from off the pace. So he yeah. was up there losing it and then coming from off the pace final round. His last five Sundays have been pretty crap. Yeah. That's a worry. That's a worry, given that he actually had chances in, in you know, certainly to be top ten in a couple of them, and obviously a chance to win last week. That's my only concern. He he hit some really poor iron just saying it, and that reflects in his strokes gain approach numbers. Everything else is brilliant, um, but he you know every time it looked like he should be going at a pin, he found a bunker. Um, went short of the green, went long of the green. He, he was missing greens, um, but I, I chose to look at that as a scope for improvement as opposed to a yeah. damning loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I think he's got massive upside. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, again, I remember the that Portugal event that I was discussing with yeah. Pavon earlier, and he did the same. He was there with a chance, and and it was only one bad shot, but it was a nine on the par three. I think he went right of everything. And that cost him the chance of winning that. And it is, it, I know it's an education. And, uh, you know, you can say somebody like Sam Burns, for example, had chances before he won. And, it, of course, they have to learn how to control themselves on a Sunday. Um, it's big because I think I, I think you're right. I think the, the course will suit him. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Yeah. Um, I, just, I just think, you know, and again, not all Sundays are equal, are they? Because I'm just looking yeah. sort of shot that 67 at the Dunhill links doesn't really, you know, he wasn't right in the, in the mix of it. I think it's the Mallorca Open you're probably thinking of because I think he played Portugal where he had a, a 64 and a 66 in the first few rounds and then shot a 71 on Sunday. It might, um, yeah. So I it might have been there. Um, Dutch Open, though, obviously Broberg kind of ran away with it, didn't he? But 65, 66 over the weekend from Schmidt, like... Oh, think... it was there. It was there. It was there. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he was, that's where it was. He was chasing down that he did. He could go right. Anyway, but but all I'm saying is, you're probably right that when he's had a real good chance, that he's kind of fluffed it, and then when he's had a chance to progress on a Sunday and, and better his finish, he has done. So it's it's all the mindset. I mean, I, again, he's just so young and so 
whatever that I'll take the hope that he's going to just learn from it. It's a bit like Ferguson last week. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just funny we put out, we we mentioned Ferguson last year. I, I didn't yeah. realise we'd, we'd been following him for that long. Uh, anyway, done that. There we go. <laughs> That's, that's what you get for listening back. Um, I, I forget how long I've been pinning my hopes to one golfer. But, um, oh, yeah, we've only... got one of them later, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we certainly got one of them, the drugs that we can't quit. Um, I'll mention Daniel Gavins, purely because the, the approach numbers are so good. First, seventh, eleventh is last three. Tees green first, sixth and third. Um, he was fourth last week, tees green, 18th in approach, and he was sixth at the Dunhill Links last year, which was kind of aside from his obvious uh, victory that was kind of a, a high point for him I suppose but the the results are just not coming that is steady and I, and I don't know whether he's a a place merchant at this sort of level at the moment um, and this sort of price or whether he can go on and take the step forward to win because obviously when he won that was in that hander invitational which wasn't the strongest field in the world although it had Horsey, Caramora and Smith in the top three um, had Harding and Kaplan there, so maybe that that was better than it looked. That was coming off eighth and ninth place finishes on the Challenge Tour, and you know the, the finishes are not there. But he was sixth at Kenya and then 35th, 40th South Africa. He might just benefit from you know, especially the, the wind gets up at the weekend. That maybe the ball striking comes to the fore a bit. It's just I wanted a little bit bigger, and I just I don't know whether he's just going to place. I think he's just hitting the ball so well it's hard not to at least mention him. He, he needs. One better than average week on the greens, yeah. and sadly at the moment, can't get he's it. Worse, he's worse than Wiesberger. Yeah, yeah, and and, that, and that's the thing is is you get attracted to these people because you think okay, well, all they need is a good putting week, and then you're four or five weeks deep into it, and they still haven't had that good putting week, and you you're stuffed, aren't you? And it it's how long you persevere with yeah. him before he wins and pisses you off. Yeah, Luke I mean, list look, at farmers. I mean, like, this is this is a tournament that's the very first proper links, you know, event for quite a while now. It's certainly since yeah. um, um, the Daniel links back up there, and that really wasn't wasn't that horrendous then. So they're talking about big wind. You know, who knows the Tita greens? I know these are re- reasonable greens. The Tita green stuff may may well keep him there. Uh, yeah. I mean, they are very impressive figures. You know, Tita green approach around the green, they're very impressive, but you know. Minus eight, minus seven last time. Minus fifteen in Dubai. <laughs> it's minus not good. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and, what you look at them. The first in tee to green, first in approaches, second around the green. What on earth? I mean, I, I don't know how many putts he took, but it's if terminal. You're, if you're second around the green, you know, um, wow. You know, um, anyway, that's from thirty yards, I think, isn't it? Um, can you measure that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know you can't lose fifteen shots over a tournament on the patting. It's just, but no hope. Uh, no. So uh, certainly. Well, it's just it's, it's a glaring weakness as opposed to it's not like a it's a completely different level of player. But Morikawa has those spike putting weeks or a, or whatever. He just never putts well at the moment. He's he's completely completely dialed in every part of his game and he just cannot putt. A and, few, you know, Matthew yeah. Schwab. You know, there's 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 two Jordan Smith, how many should he have won? Not as bad as this, but how many no. should he have won? You know, it's um, But then yeah. even Smith you trust to at least, you know, do enough, get close enough to zero that he places. Yeah. Um, whereas Gavin's just finishes fortieth because he can't putt. Um I've got a couple more in the hundred to one range. So did you have any before that? Yeah, I've got Jeff Winter in the thing. Yeah. Um obviously you've mentioned Mallorca, so we won't go over that again. Yeah. The form is good there. He's got the second at Schwani, which works if you go back far, you know, over the South African link. Uh, he's obviously got the Typhoon Education City, uh, surrounded by Nicholas Lemke, Kelly Samoya, and uh, uh, Alexander Bjork, um, who would have been a massive, massive runner had he played. Um, top 15 links in 21. Um, I like Daman as well. Daman's got the same greens. That was yeah. quite up as a tweet that myself and, uh, you know, Matt. Uh, uh, sort of we were discussing earlier. Really like the uh, Amman link. Um, 12th in 2019, obviously Campio was second. Peter Hansen, who made a little mini return, was tied sixth there. Um, and he's he's got form here. Um, but Winter won from nowhere because I thought he was too big. And I'm going to say that he's got enough there. Play, he's not under pressure to do anything, no. uh, having won. 
So I, it's not massive by any means. But I thought that 100 to 1, it's now 90. That was put up earlier. Yeah, I thought that was very fair for a winner that um, has back form that, that suits. He was another one that I kind of started following off a cliff and then I gave up on him. You bet him he won, um, which is a nice change of pace. And uh, it, I think, he's again, he's just another person that maybe the improvement... You know, he, he, we talk about players that you, you forget quickly about. He's just all of a sudden gone out to 101. It's not that long ago that he, that he won. And, I don't, I don't think he's yeah, I don't think he's anything special. No. I, I just looking down the list of prices, you know, had he been sort of 60, it wouldn't have surprised me. So no, sixth at Abu Dhabi, only three shots shy of, of Peter's winning score. You know, it's not it's not long that you have to go back for to see the success. You like a man. I, I actually. I don't like the event for any other correlation other than the fact that it's a worth pointing out that he went to the Grand Canaria and shot that great score, uh, sort of almost kept pace with Garrett Hero, 62-64 at the weekend. Kind of shows that if the scoring goes low because the wind doesn't sort of creep up, he can keep up. If he gets tougher, he can deal in that as well. I like those players that seem to be able to do both. You seem to get guys that you talk about in links that, oh, they can grind it out. But he, he can obviously do both. He can score low, he can score high, he can battle it out and I like that I like the, the versatility of that um, we talked about South Africans earlier Jack Kroisovic for me again I'm gonna he might be my little off a cliff jobby for a little while he, 13th in T's green the last two starts trending former 60th 35th 10th currently played here twice he's made the cut both times and he was 8th after 36 holes in 2019 okay it's you know a couple of years ago but he's probably improved uh, since then he was 16th T's green um, you know, recently as well, gained in all four categories last week, ended the three rounds of 68 or better. And like I said about that stat of South Africans, it's just it's just a good event for them. So decent off the tee, can probably deal with the conditions, played well in uh, the Kenya Open, which I think is going to have a little bit of a link. I don't, I don't really know why, but Hardin's won there uh, and won here. Um, another player I'm going to come on to in a minute has, has won that event as well. But Croyce was fifth in Kenya when they were last at Karen. So I think he, he makes a decent run at 101. Yeah. Sebastian Soderberg is, I, th- I think he's still a little bit underrated, mate. I, th- I think that, you know, you can't put too much stock into one week, but this is a guy that beat Roy McIlroy in a playoff amongst other people. Like, I think I, I think that takes some doing. I know it can be a little bit random and things like that, but 25th, 16th, 47th, 10th. Uh, the last four starts, two second place finishes at the back end of last season at Valderrama and Mallorca, two different kind of different tests there. But you know, again, one that Kenya Open, as I mentioned earlier, has got form in kind of sort of events that you want to look at as well. Portugal Masters seventh in 2017, Madeira Islands, you know, a little bit of blowy there. Nordia Masters was you know quite open always sort of thought of as links track so i thought there was enough about sebastian soderberg especially how well he hit the ball last week sixth and approach second tee to green 20th on his only start here to me i think he's been a little bit overlooked at 101 but he was 151 when i started doing this but you know even even at the hundreds one and bigger i still like him he's got great form that counts mm. you know um you've mentioned them all i mean um the only thing he's a bit but when average, hitting, average in contention when he's hitting the ball well he's outstanding I mean um, I think we were on in Wales last year when he led into the final round yeah. and only just held on a place I think Moronk went into the water at the 18th to hold up for us to hold on to a place but he has got yeah as you say I, I prefer him if he's like 10th going into the final round rather than the top two um, but absolutely I agree and Scandinavians as I'll, I'll go into in a minute do very very well here is his ball striking at Valderrama and uh, at uh, uh, where else was it? At Mallorca. Yeah. Well, absolutely off the chart. It was just stunning. And how he didn't win one was just incredible. I mean, he must have been. And that's the worry, isn't it? No surprise that he, he went through a period of doing nothing because yeah. I don't think that you could hit the ball better. It reminded me of something like um, probably the best ball striking I've seen is Victor Perez when he was second at, um, the Wentworth, at Wentworth. Yeah. And it, it was it was just perfection. And it was just a criminal that he didn't win one of them. Um, but, you know, he came back last week, you say, fourth into payday, eventually finished 10th again, a big worry. Um, mm. But, yeah, you know, Scandies do well here. He likes it. So 
why not? Yep, I think that's the thing. I think you know you're starting to look at place terms for someone like that because you are worried what they're going to do with their in contention, or you hope that he comes from five off the pace, shoots a, a 64 or whatever in the final round because he's you know pin seeking and does it. You know, you win in different ways, and I don't really care how they do it as long as they do it. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's the the main thing. My final pick is the drug that I can't quit. That was 200 odd to one. This way was 300 to one on DraftKings over in America at one point. Um, Oliver Wilson, 20th, 5th, 12th and 2nd on this golf course. The 2nd was the most recent one in 2019. Um, he was 1st after 54 holes there. 13th in approach and 5th in tee to green last week. He's a Lynx winner on the, the Dunhill Lynx. We know what Oliver Wilson's about. We know he doesn't win as he should. You know, Even in his pomp, he, ne- he never won. Uh, actually, the, the Dunhill Lynx was kind of a you know, real late reward for, for something he'd done for a long period of his life but you know he, he's just he is a class player when he starts to hit the ball I think he's a, he's a big confidence player him I, I keep just believing what people say on Instagram too much and then I have to wait for the stats to kind of back it up but he was late into the event last week really loved what he'd done he finished 33rd and said I had a great week ball striking was brilliant and it was just a bad putting week and I thought okay well let's have a look and see if that's actually the case and lo and behold, it was. And, you know, if someone says that and it's backed up by stats, then you must think him going to a golf course he knows probably better than anybody on, the, on here, you know, 200 to 1 or what it was, he's now sort of 150, 125. I'd still take it anything above sort of 125, 150, maybe go on to the exchange if it's starting to shorten up too much. But, yeah, I really like Ollie Wilson. <laughs> there you are, over a cliff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's uh, certain events, isn't there? That, yeah, that yeah, suit yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, like you say, this isn't... You know, you look at the top of the market and there's definite um, cases against them. So, you know, I, would, you, would you take... I mean, I don't know what he is each way top 10 because um, I haven't got it up at the moment. But So what is he at the moment? 150, is he, yeah? He's shortening as we speak. 125 to 17 places. Okay, so would you? what price would you take top 10 each way? 100? Okay, you won't get that. Okay, no. But, yeah. but, but, the, but the thing is, it's just that is probably what he is. Like he is probably that top ten sort of merchant, if you like, even in this form, because historically he's not been a winner, even when he was at his best. And it just, I don't know. It's just you, you end up talking to someone, you know, as I did, and you, you get this impression that they're so much more confident then there's their record suggests and they actually bat themselves a lot and his match play record was very very good so he believed in himself to take on people and he played well at the Ryder Cup and then got dropped for the final uh, pairs yeah. match and you, you just think that actually there's been a couple of things in his career that just haven't gone his way and it's not a oh well Wally Wilson he's done alright for himself but you know it, it. I do think there is more I think there's another win in him before he hangs it up and I think if it's going to be he's going to be on a course like this yep yep that's fair enough Final selection for you, or have you got a couple more? No, one more. Um, I, I, I do wish Adrian Sadio was playing, um, but anyway, he's not, so he can't win. <laughs> um, no, he, right, can't, he definitely can't win this week. Right, it's links. It's links. So tear up the form book. Do what you like. Don't care what he's done recently. Whack him or yoke him, however you say it. Lagergren. Um, Swedes love this place as well. Uh, Carlson's won. Extension's won. Have been run up three times. Hegman's won. Hansen's been second. Um, everywhere you look, we've said this loads of times over the past couple of years since we've been doing this. If it's links, then you know, stick up Largo Red. I don't care. Um, mm. Do what you like. Go back whenever you like. Go back to 2007 when he won the Chinese Tour final. That was in Amman um, um, at Al Mouj or Al Mouj or however you're supposed to say it. Um, <laughs> Luton, Donaldson, Magnus Carlsen all around him. That's fine. Um, look at 2018 when he won the Rocco 40, which we know links hugely here. Um, he beats Lorenzo Vera, who, as we know, only ever turns up in the desert. He's got Qatar, Valderrama, Crans, Dubai, China form. Um, I mean, look, you, you can look at Lagergren's history on, on wherever you like. Look it up on tour tips. Look at the, you know, go to basic, look, type in Lagergren. He's got his entire career in front of you. Um, mm-hmm. Second, at, oh, he's done it. Link's form is just unbelievable. The Ridiculous. Amount, you know, seconds, thirds, got, you know, ludicrous form there. Irish Open, um, 2020. Uh, he was fifth going into final day, 2020. Portugal, um, sorry, he was uh, Irish Open. He was fifth and 23rd after the first round. 
in Portugal, 2020s, third and 29th after the first round. 19, uh, 2019, he's in the top 20 again. He's got KLM form. Um, his latest 18th in Dubai. You've got uh, Harding in fourth. Van Ruin, who's been placed here, was fourth as well. Uh, Scott was ninth. He's got form here. Pod and Sergio were ninth. Casey was 12th. Um, everything, everything is right. When he was second here in 2017, um, he was uh, sorry, he was, yeah, he was second in 2017. 2018, he was 45th, but he was ninth going into payday. It's links. It's going to be windy. Lager Green's the one. That's it. Done. Finished. His um, form on the OWGR, like top 20 events, is just everything you've just said, isn't it? It's just, it's just perfect. It's just he only turns up. He can only play links, and that's it. You just don't care. I don't care what he does anywhere else. Not bothered. If he turns up and it's links, you got back him. Yep. Second on this course, lost in a, and uh, you know the ninth after fifty-four holes. Uh, just you know, perfect, isn't it? Every, everything you want from a player. I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't thinking about Joe Kim I don't know why after all of that. Um, because you say he lost out in a playoff to Jong Hun Wang and. He's got that other one where he's ninth after fifty-four holes. I think I think it's a brilliant bet. Um, when he's right, yeah, yeah, he is. Um, you've convinced me on on Joachim Lagen, so I'll join you on there and hopefully not put a curse on it. Um, it won't be you, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You did you did mention Sammy Vanamaki to me earlier um, yep. in a message. Uh, probably gone the price has gone a little bit on it. Maybe that was sort of to the the detriment of you picking him. I just. I worried that there wasn't enough in the ball striking department that actually charged that and, and just worried that, you know, it, it isn't happening for any good reason other than just a good week. Just out of nowhere, really. Yeah, I mean, it's funny enough, when I look back at his, his uh, Amar victory, when he beats Brand, I can't believe he beat Brand Stone. <laughs> it's just, but the final day conditions are exactly what I can see happening here. Exactly yeah. the same. They're exactly the same greens as well. Um, and Sadio played really well, which is why I was, you know, Sadio was the one I took out of that. Rosner was 10th, so obviously one here on the other course. Um, there's no point going on about Sadio, but I really do wish he was playing. Uh, <laughs> so I did look at that, and I looked at Brandon Stone, but, you know, yeah, in the end, in the end, I thought Stone's not playing well enough. And uh, he, he worries me, Stone, to think he could turn up at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Valimaki, is the price compensation for just one top 10? Yeah, I left him out in the end. If, if it was top ten charged by a really good ball striker, I'd just agreed with you, and I did. I, I you know, I, I had no real uh, argument against it. It's just one of those. I think I literally said, "Does one swallow make a summer?" I think it was, was the stupid yeah. thing I came out with, but it, it did feel like that. I think you know, he's one of those players that because of what he did so early on in his career, as soon as he shows signs of anything, everyone will just jump back on. Yeah. That's not that's not an issue. There's no issue in that. Well, you know. A hundred to one and bigger, you don't really care, do you? Do you know what? If he doesn't win in a mark, hmm. right? Um, and he obviously was high profile because not only did he win and not only did he do a fantastic job on stone, um, it, it Ben put him up, so that makes it even more high profile. Yeah. Um, but would anybody really be, you know, how much would we be looking at him? So there is that that caveat behind it. You know, how good is he? You know, yeah. at the end of the day, he did come from nowhere, really. Yeah. And he's beaten a player that was in grand form, that that is very strong in front and done absolutely nothing wrong, and and you know was that the the ceiling that we're looking at that he perhaps can't ever reach again? Uh, you know, I don't know. He's certainly not keeping his card on, um, you know, very many performances, is he? Let's put it like that. No, so in the end, in the end, I crossed him out because others had better claims. You know what happened now, but. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, wins by five. Beating Stone in a playoff, yeah. Of course it will be, yeah. Um, But look, as I say say about anyone, if if you have anyone that you like in these triple-digit odds, then you might as well just back them. I mean, there's no real detriment stuff. I think Chris Wood actually hit the ball a little bit better last week off the tee. Um, Can't putt at the moment and and can't piece it together, but might just be of interest to some people. Maybe a thousand to one even get more bet fair. But... I'd love to see him back. I really would. Um, before I move on, Brad's free selections. He's obviously not here tonight, if anyone hasn't realised just yet. Uh, Antoine Rosner and Jorge Campillo at 66-1 to 1, and Soderberg at 125-1. to 1. So, nice to see he's on one of our picks each. And uh, Antoine Rosner is obviously a winner of this event at the other golf course. 
Corrales Puntacana Championship. Now, I will just say, address the elephant in the room. We're not doing match play. I'm going to do match play in the next podcast. Uh, we're going to sort of combine it with the DraftKings show with Matt Vincenzi. So, there will be stuff on that. Stay for the next podcast. You'll get it from the title anyway. Jonathan Vegas, 16 to 1. Joel Damon, 20 to 1. Mark Hubbard, Sahith Fagala, 28 to 1. Nate Lashley and Bryce Garnett, 33 to 1. You like these tournaments, Jace. These seem to be your element. You, you like these kind of ones. Them, but yeah. <laughs> but you but you like you like delving into these because while everyone else is mucking about on the match play, you like to see what you can find in these Corrales events. Yeah, I know. It gets wearing after a while, doesn't it? <laughs> How many times can you put up Campos at two hundred and fifty to one and you know you know, whatever. Um I I I what well, this is a really weird weekend, isn't it? I don't I've no idea why that play takes place. I just don't see the point. I don't know why you just don't have, you know, the top 16 from the four majors at the end of the year all playing a match play, like fun match play together. I don't think it's a bloody pointless exercise. Um, and I think most of the players think that as well, to be honest, and they're only there for sponsors and money. Um, much better off turning up in Texas. But anyway, that do me. Um, yeah, yeah. Corrales, you know, think Puerto Rico, Barracuda, all that type of thing. Um, going through the list of, of previous winners, you know, certain courses absolutely stand out. Um, you go out to, well, we'll mention him soon because we fancy him quite a lot. 2020 mm-hmm. winner, Hudson Swafford. He's got a form at Houston, the API, and obviously Sony. So all, it's all wind affected, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But, he, you know, let's mention he's got Houston and the API. Um, Graham McDowell won in 2019, has got API twice at least. Matt Hughes, um, uh, he's got Houston form. Uh, Joel Damon's got API in Houston. Pebble, obvious. Um, Bryce Garnett, the mighty Bryce Garnett, Houston, um, and Nate Lashley's got Houston and Pebble. Um, so Houston is just huge if you can find someone with something there. I, I know it moved anyway, didn't it? Um, but, um, you know, if you can find somebody something there, it's obviously the wind that, that's the, the issue there. Great. If you can find somebody with former API, which I really like, great. Chuck in Mayakoba, bit of course form around here. Um, you know, then I think you're you're on the way to, to you know probably getting sixth place behind trying the 51 rag that nobody's picked. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that that's sort of the way I looked at it, and then ended up on what I thought was a bit of the class of the field. To be honest with you, as the best bet in the, of the of the event. But you, you like him as well, didn't you? So Hudson Swafford is is yeah. so I backed it. him. Well, I can't remember where it was. It might have been. It might even have been API. It was either API or Honda, where he had some really what I thought was hidden form. Uh, had some really good sort of like one or two really good rounds. It probably was Honda, and I think I then followed him again at API and DraftKings, and he missed the cut both times. But he was striking the ball really, really well. Um, and we mentioned it, or you mentioned it, you, the way you put it was when he was at the Amex, he kind of has that cocky ball that he's been there before, which he has, uh, expects to be there more often, which he does. Um He's won on 2017, 2020, and 2022. He's already repeated the career builder and, and won the Amex, which is on the same event. Um, no reason why he can't double up on the Corrales. He's played Sony well twice. He's, he just repeats form everywhere, doesn't yeah. he? He's repeated form at Bay Hill, 10th and 11th. You know, it's... We know what he is. There's no... We know what's required to win here. We know what he is. Um... What's the point in overcomplicating it? You know, he was sixty. You said to me about if he's anything over thirty-three to one. Yeah. What you know, what we're looking at, and he was he was sixty-six to one on the states when I was looking earlier. I mean, that was kind of like DraftKings and stuff that we don't obviously get over here. But that was a ridiculous number, and I just you know you just look and I know you get the Dominic Bazellis and Nate Lashley. So that was a Web.com event when they won that. You know, the last three winners, Graham McDowell, Hudson Swaff and Joel Damon. You still get a decent winner here. You know, they've still gone on to do good things. I mean, McDowell's a major winner, for God's sake. Um, Hudson Swaff has won three times on tour, and Joel Damon will probably win again at some point. So, Keith Mitchell was second to Bryce Garnett in 2018. So, I think there's actually, despite the fact that, you know, there's a load of rags here and and you'll concentrate on that, you do want one from the top of the market. I, I don't. Un, I genuinely don't understand his price. I don't understand where yeah. he is in this. Um, like you say, he's won the MX twice. He's long, which is suit here. It's fine. Perfect in the wind. It's not a lot of problems. First and sixth here. When he won the MX, um, obviously last time, he came off a pretty crap run. So, you know, whilst current form isn't, you know, anything to be smiling at, not really. I'm not really that bothered. 
Um, tie 11th at the Northern Trust, which is obviously far, far higher class. Um, playoffs, top 10 in Phoenix. You know, I don't, I don't know what you want. Um, I, I'm just surprised. I mean, you just don't see 50 to 1 about, or 45 to 1 about players that have won uh, reasonably consistently over the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, I, I don't get it. I mean, you've got the Hogard brothers who are brilliant, but not really fired yet. Um, they're shorter. Brian Stewart, who okay's playing well, but um, you know hasn't really got the length to compete. I don't think they're shorter. Doc Redmond struggles. Schwab struggles to win. Um, I don't get it. I mean, you know, again, you know, I respect Mark Hubbard's talent. I respect Sahith Bigala's uh, talent, and I think they'll win at some point. But whether they're half the price of a, a proven winner with course form, I, I, I don't understand. Well, to me, so you've got you've got Nate Lashley and Bryce Garnett who have both won this event at thirty-three to one, yeah. and I know Lashley's been a bit more consistent, and Garnett has shown it in the last two or three events. He obviously was up there in the players, and that's obviously fresh in people's minds. And he was seventh in Puerto Rico, but. Swafford's won. He's the, he's the only one that's one of those three on on the season, and he's the only one that's a three time winner of those three. Oh, like, and he won it beautifully. He won it, you know, yeah. beautifully. Yeah. I just to me, like when they were double, when he was double the price of sixty six to one, it was, you know, ludicrous. I mean, I don't know whether Nate Lashley will ever win again. You know, he won that Rocket Mortgage when he was a alternate, didn't he? And you know, that, that's not to say he's not playing well, but Hudson Swafford has won three times the amount of times he has on the PJ Tour, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you know what this leads to. It leads to another miscut, like his current form is showing. But no, yeah, it might do. It might do. But I don't but, care at fifty to one on in this he, level of field. If he was doing any better, he'd be in the match play. Of course he would. Yeah. I I watched Peter Uline on the on the first playoff hole, unfortunately, last night. Um, lose to Carl Yuan on the Corn Ferry Tour, so that was that was a shame. Uh, obviously, followed Peter Uline's career quite closely. I think that. No, Austin Smotherman's another one that we want to try. We're trying to get right and hit the ball well again last week. I think he was tenth in strokes gain approach uh, at the Valspar. He's now gone. Yeah, you know, he was poor at Puerto Rico, wasn't he? There's no getting away from that. We really liked him there, and he he lit down. But at fifty to one as well, I think he's he's an up and comer that looks decent. But then you argue, should he be the same price as Hudson Swafford? Mm. I just think Cross Swafford's price wrong. That's it. Mm. Uh, you know. Where, what, what do we know, mate? No, well, we probably don't know enough. But it's like I think there's a, there's some interest. There's really interesting names. You know, you have got Kitty Armour, Perez, sixty-six to one. Kaima showed a little bit of life last week, sixty-six to one. Bello, Houghton Lee, all these kind of European tour, DP World Tour studs. Um, you've got the Chad Ramey who was playing really well. Hayden Buckley was playing really well. But they're just names. Like they, you just I have no conviction on anyone in anything I've just said there. None of them really stood out to me. I'd actually rather just take that Hudson Swafford punt, um, and then maybe scatter something in the in the bigger ranges on people that it means an awful lot to. Because there's there's certain people that benefit a lot more from Corrales than than others do. Some people see it to tune up because they're not in the match play, not going to be in the Masters, and, and need to play some golf. Um, and there's some that, that generally need it to to carry on with the PGA Tour. Yeah. Who? Give us your final selections because I don't right, know well, much more couple, saying that. I've got a couple. Um, one is an absolute punt on um, Cameron Percy. Um, you know, I, I think he's a lot better than he's showing. I'm not saying he's top grade or anything, um, but he can certainly play in the wind, as we know. He's got two top seven to Puerto Rico, so opposite event form. Um, he's got that 11th at uh, the John Deere, so Texas again. You know, it was closing from 37th overnight. Um, he's got the tied eighth here. He's got a, a top 10 at Pebble. Um, it, again, it's I mean, nothing like somebody like Swafford, um, who's just on a very, very bad run. I mean, if he's injured, then we're in trouble. Um, mm. You know, I don't know when Percy's going to, um, you know, find form, but I, I do think he, he can, you know, he strikes the ball perfectly well enough to to compete in this sort of grade. He's got, oh, he's got seventh at Barbasol as well, so he loves getting seventh. So he'll probably get seventh here, to be honest. Um <laughs> He loves coming seventh or eighth. So if you can get a price seventh or eighth him to to be placed there in uh, in this tournament, then it's it's probably not bad. Um, it's like Russell Knox finishing tied thirty third. Yeah, that's the one. Or, or um, Hideki Matsuyama finishing twenty second. <laughs> Top twenty. Stadium, yeah. like that. Um, so he was he was a I mean, it's nothing like Swafford bet, but he was a punt just because he turns up at opposite events. 
Um, uh, I looked at Matt Schwab. I've gone off him. The other one is uh, Sung Yun Kang, um, who, as we know, like an awful lot of these Asians, um, well, I've got absolutely no idea when he's gonna when he's gonna play well or not. Um, you know, I, I put him up for Puerto Rico alongside uh, Austin Smotherman, and he looked like he was doing something special. Led at halfway, and then just couldn't keep it going. But that's what you get from Kang. Um, once again, you know, I've got no idea, but there we are. I've, I've listed uh, people with consistent form at Houston API. Um, and, and he's got it, you know, he's got um, second there, he's got sixth and ninth at the API, he's got tenth at Honda. Uh, like I say, it was only it was only a few weeks ago that he was basically leading uh, at Porto Rico. Um, he's downgraded again. You know, I'll take three figures, I'll take the It may be one of those where, judged on what he's done at Porto Rico, actually, it might be worth putting on Betfair, but there won't be a lot of the money about. Um, no, so he does show up at some point, at least you can get out. Um, you know, like you probably could have done at, uh, at Puerto Rico, and I didn't. So, like, nothing like Swafford. Like you say, um, yeah, he's the standout for me at the prices. Yeah, I, I, I mean, anything now would just be people like Wesley Bryan is playing to get his playing rights back. He didn't manage to do that at the Valspar. Um, better player than than he's shown over. Well, he's been injured. That's, that's basically all it is. Uh, Paul Barjon has shown some sort of life generally all season but never quite put four rounds together and other than that I, I just really don't care I'll quite be honest as much as there is interest in it and Hudson Swaffer's stood out like a sore thumb I don't have too much more to say about it I will chuck Brad's uh, match play picks into this segment so he's gone Xander Shoffley 28 to 1 Shane Lowry 33 to 1 and Brian Harmon 50 to 1 and Jason I will summarise our picks um, in these two events so that we can move on so the Qatar Masters I've gone with Ashen Wu uh, I think it's about 50 to 1, 55 to 1 Matty Schmid 66 to 1 uh, Jack Kroisovic 100 to 1 Sebastian Soderberg at 110 120 to 1 whatever it is you can get and Oliver Wilson just he's just going to keep dropping in price because Ben's put him up but um, you know anything north of 100 to 1 I really like him and then over in the Corrales, I'm just going to single fire Hudson Swafford and uh, cross everything that he hasn't broken his back or something. Jason, your picks, please. Uh, over at uh, Doha, it's uh, Matthew Pavon over a cliff at 40s. Jorge Campillo, 50. Uh, Jeff Winter, 80, 90, 100, something like that. Um, Lagergren's the best bet over there, uh, 80, 90, 1. And uh, Soderbergh's got a question mark against him, but I think he does have a, a great case. And I agree with you. Hudson Swap, an absolute standout. He's actually a bigger price than Patrick Rogers. And Swap has <laughs> won three times. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I just it? don't understand the price. Anyway, mm. Hudson Swap would stand out. And Pence on uh, Cameron Percy and Sung Hoon Kang, um, probably on the exchange, is just a mess about. Yeah, and I will join you actually on Joachim Lagren as well. I'm going to tail that, as they call it, in the community. Um, Jason, okay. thank you very much. You need that. Um, you need the community. Yeah, we did. We did. We did in the community. Uh, we there will not be a podcast next week. I am flying to New York on Friday morning, uh, so we will not be here. So the next podcast you will hear from us, excitingly, will be the Masters. Um, so that is something to look forward to. Jason, I know you're going to be looking at the women's event next week, and unfortunately, we just can't tie up for you to do that. But I don't know if you're going to put some tweets out or do some articles on it. But anything you're planning to do, let the listeners know now. Uh, it's 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 a thing on time. I'm I'm yeah. setting something else up, um, but I'll tweet that anyway if it, if it yeah. does come to fruition. Yeah. Yep, good. So lot to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. Um, unfortunately, we will not be here. Still got the Valero Texas Open, but we will be back for the first major of the season. So that's all very exciting. Jason, thank you as ever, mate, and uh, good luck this week. Or the Xander Masters, as we like to call it. Yeah, the Xander Masters. Yeah, good luck, mate. <laughs>